going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news, stories, and highlights. Today is a special episode because it marks uh, a point in history for Games Are Fun. Today, today's episode is cool because we actually have our very first guest on Games Are Fun. Uh, you guys probably are familiar with the name because he is a active community member for Games Are Fun. He's, he writes in all the time for Question of the Week. And he's given lots of comments and feedback on the show. Uh, so Brian Paquin is joining me today for this episode of Games Are Fun. And in today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about sports games. Um, and kind of the, the question that we have for the episode are, are sports games worth buying every year? Um, should you buy them every year? So we're going to be taking like uh, a deeper dive than just that. We're not just going to be answering that question. We're just going to be giving... Uh, we're going to be talking about sports games in general. We're going to, you know, talk about what we like in sports games, how sports games have evolved over the years, and that kind of stuff. So if you're a fan of sports games, this is a great episode for you. Um, so yeah, without further ado, Brian, thank you for joining me today on this episode. Really appreciate it. Hello, hello. Uh, really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. This is like, <laughs> been... uh, uh, like I said, uh, uh, the first time in history on, on gaff that you're uh, you're the first guest so congrats i am honored uh i've been tuning in since day one and uh i've been loving it it's been really funny i guess uh, i got into the podcast because i was looking for some video game podcasts to listen at work and uh you know i found this guy and it's been uh positive ever since so i'm really excited to be part of this uh this movement this community and uh, this podcast so yeah, really excited. Cool, yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks again for, for joining. I wanted to get Brian on the show because, yeah, like you said, he's been a listener since day one. Um, he, he's he been active in providing me feedback on the show. He will even go to as far as like as the, the podcast drops each week, he'll he'll give me like live commentary as he's listening to it. Uh, so he has a lot of good opinions and thoughts, and I thought he'd make a great guest to um, talk about games on the show. So that's... Uh, that's why I wanted him on here. So yeah, thanks again. So Brian, no let's problem. start off by kind of talking about you and your history with games. I'm familiar because we've had many conversations about um, about video games in your youth and uh, what games you play as a kid. But like, just give me a, a general um, synopsis of what your history is like with video games. Like, how long have you been playing video games for? What are some of your consoles you owned growing up? Some of your favorite games, stuff like that. Well, uh, I guess I was born into the NES world. My parents already had one when I was, uh, you know, born 95. So I guess the console was around for a while. I guess they never got the Super Nintendo. So we played uh, Duck Hunt and uh, Mario, like, religiously, me and my two older sisters, for uh, for many, many years. And then when I turned five, uh, underneath the Christmas tree, we had uh, the N64. Oh, yeah. I remember it was the green... The green see-through one that came with uh, Donkey Kong. Oh, nice, yeah. That was uh, that was probably the best day of my life, uh, five-year-old Brian. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then ever since I was just a big Nintendo fanboy. And uh, when I turned about like I think ten or eleven around that age, I got a GameCube. And uh, it's really funny because my parents were dropping down like some some hints of oh this Christmas we're gonna get you know something big and. If uh, you were to choose what console, you know, would you get type of thing. <laughs> and I guess I was really naive and I didn't really clue in that they are going to get me that for Christmas. And I uh, 
I just said GameCube because I said, you know, like I was really, it's, it's really funny too. Cause I was more uh, analytical about it at that young age. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm 11. I like kids games. I'm not really into shooters or anything like that. <laughs> yes, so yeah. I think GameCube's for me. <laughs> and then, uh, That's awesome. then we got the GameCube. And, uh, after that it went into, I guess I moved in with, uh, my, uh, my dad's, uh, girlfriend's family, uh, in Red Deer where we actually met. And, uh, they had a 360, Ooh. so it went from GameCube to 360, yeah. and uh, I got NHL for that, and that was just mind-blowing, because they had the skill stick already out by then. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that that was game-changing, and then ever since, it was 360, 360, we got a PS3 to play Blu-rays. Oh, right, yeah. Totally. And the the big thing about PS3, too, they could play, uh, like, it was free, it was free online. Yes, to start so, off with, yeah. Yeah, so that was much easier to uh, to you know convince my parents to be like, yeah, online video gaming, it's you know it's free, and uh, I guess the servers weren't weren't as good as 360 because I guess they were paid servers, but hey, it was uh, it was a heck of a lot of yeah. fun, and uh, then I got a PS4, and that's where we're at today. Nice. So when when do you uh, yeah when did you get a PS4? Did you buy it? I got it like release 2016. Okay. I got NHL 16 bundle. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was when when you get a console at first, you know you want to look for something that has a decent value yeah. to it. So I saw NHL 16 bundle. I thought it was a good deal, so I picked that up, and uh, yeah, and I still have the same PS4 since. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I was yeah I was always curious on when you jumped aboard this current generation. Like if you had the PS4 from. Uh, the, the release date or if you like how long you've had it for so that's cool that's a cool history yeah. though like you kind of yeah. have like your hand in like all the different consoles throughout the generations and stuff like the nintendo and going into like 360 and then having the ps3 as well that's really cool now a lot of people can say that they have first-hand experience with owning different consoles and stuff so that's really cool and um i gotta do a side note because i was uh a big PC guy too, because oh, really? uh, like I reckon, I yeah, I recognize that like uh, the GameCube and Nintendo. Of course, their games were like a lot of fun, and uh, of course, this is games are fun. So I I like fun video games, but I, the more realistic ones, I kind of didn't get on those consoles because I thought they were like lesser value for what you could get on PC for about the same price. So I would just get like. You know, we got The Sims, we yes. got NHL, <laughs> we got a bunch of those games for PC, and like, you know when that game Spore came out? Yes. That was awesome on PC. Um, yeah, so I really just like PC gaming, so I got NHL on PC every year. Oh, really? Interesting. I, 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 yeah, I, I never got that on consoles, I just thought it was a lesser lesser game, so I just always got on PC. Wow, that's interesting. And. Yeah, I yeah. never even yeah, I never even thought of NHL as like I knew it, it's been on PC in the past, but like, yeah, I never even I thought I always said I think I just always have associated sports games as being like console games. So that's interesting that you uh, that was your platform of choice for those games. Yeah, well, I always saw that like, um, for example, on GameCube, NHL two thousand six was was a fun game, a lot of fun, but the graphics were were just not there. For example, like on PC, you could have amazing graphics, and then you'd go to your friend's place playing on PS two, which is not a bad console at mm -hmm. all, and my game would surpass it for you know quality of graphics, gameplay, uh, settings, just everything you could do. It was just way more expansive on PC. So that was my route. And then all of a sudden we got the 360, and then that's when it changed. changed. Yeah. I, yeah, I stopped doing PC, and then I think they even stopped releasing NHL on PC. So, 
I didn't really have an incentive to do that. Yeah, good point, good point. Okay, cool. Well, my next question, I guess, is you kind of, I don't know if it's, you mentioned you're getting the Nintendo 64 under the Christmas tree, but what, what is your favorite gaming memory from the past? Is it, uh, it can be like, yeah, like getting a console for Christmas or something like that, or do you have like a memory of like a specific game you used to play with friends? Like what's a, a good memory you have? <laughs> okay, so I got a, I got two stories. So I guess for the, of course, the, the Christmas story is always great, but um, it wasn't this, the N64 that was the best Christmas memory. It was definitely the GameCube. Oh, okay. Because you know when you see those uh, those YouTube videos of those kids just freaking, freaking out, out yeah. losing their minds, like jumping around? Like that was me. When I got that <laughs> GameCube, I was unleashed. Oh, I think man. I ran around the house for at least an that hour. That is then so funny. Beg begging my parents to plug it in and play and they're like no you can't till tomorrow because i guess in my family uh we're canadian and i guess in the quebec side we kind of do christmas on the the eve instead oh, okay, of the morning yeah, yeah. you you do the morning i assume um eh? we well as i've gotten older yeah as a kid we did morning yeah for sure yeah so in our in our culture it was more like the night before so when you're with your family you don't really get to play with your toys yeah, or your yeah. games because you have to like participate with the family. So I was just itching. I, I don't <laughs> think I slept that night. That, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So that was a really cool memory. Yeah, and then the other cool. one, probably all time, like I'll always go to this. Is just like just waking up in the morning, plugging in Mario Party one, two, three, whichever one we had, and honestly just playing that for hours with my sisters. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mario Party in the morning, like in the Paw Manitoba, where there's not much to do. That was just the life. Yeah, I guess all that's all you could do in a location like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So it was awesome. That was a that was a really fun memory. Oh, those are awesome. I love I love like that. I, the reason I asked that is because like as I've shared on this show before, like some of my memories, like that's what like um, I love so much about video games, right? Is like obviously I enjoy playing them and stuff but like it's the memories that i associate to like games and yeah sometimes it's not even like the actual playing of the games but just like how when how like your parents got you the game or like the surprise of like finding uh that your parents got you for your birthday like a console that you didn't even like ask for or something like that i think those are like the uh, the memories that I still hold on to to this day and really appreciate. So I, I always like to hear other people's uh, uh, memories that they have because that's something that I really like uh, enjoy myself. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's like uh, that story you told uh, I think uh, a few weeks ago about uh, when you got like Rock Band. Yes. Yeah. That that's kind of like my my GameCube story. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. Like you're that it's exactly it. You're like, what is this? This huge box? What? Yeah. Like <laughs> totally unexpected. Totally surprised. Yeah. That's awesome. It's the best. Cool. Well, okay. I got a couple more questions, and then we'll go into the topic for the show. Um. So, what games are you most looking forward to uh, currently? I know that you're like the reason why I have you on this specific show is we're talking about sports games. I know you're a big sports game fan, but what um, games are you looking forward to in the future? Um, well, I think we're going to talk a little bit later when you, like, I don't know, we're going to talk about some, some stuff about my future. Yes. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting a Switch. That's my, that's my, I know it's not a specific game, but I've just been, just been eating everything Switch related. Uh, like, last night, Luke, I went to uh, the restaurant with my family because it was my grandma's birthday. And these kids, they just had, like, four Switches 
playing Fortnite on this yes. like ho- like this restaurant's free Wi-Fi. That's awesome. When I saw that, yeah, they, they hooked up to the Wi-Fi. They're playing like Fortnite at a restaurant. Personally, I probably wouldn't let my kids do that. Sure. Yeah, you're after I just, dinner. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought that was insane because I, I could never imagine doing that at that age. They're like eight years old playing Fortnite, waiting for their food together. Sure, yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah. And so just that possibility for the, the Switch, it just gets me like, you know, excited because it seems like the future of gaming is coming to this this cool point where, you know, the Switch is really the embodiment of portable and home. Mm-hmm. And the quality of the games are like outstanding. So I'm just really excited to dive into uh, into the Switch. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I have said to you, I'm excited that you are uh, getting a Switch because like... That, and it's like, I get it, like, they're expensive, but, like, they've been out for two years. I have a lot of friends who are really into games, and I'm just like, it's, I like, so you don't necessarily get it until, yeah, you see moments like that, like, where you're seeing it in action, where, like, like, even yesterday, I was over at uh, my nephew's house, and he has an uh, Xbox One, and he asked me to bring my Switch over, and I was playing on my Switch, he was playing on his Xbox, and like he had some of his friends playing the Fortnite on uh, like their iOS devices, like their iPhones. And it was like, like, this is so cool. And like the, yeah. the Switch really has captured that, right? Like the fe- that portability or like the sharing of like being able to like play it anywhere with friends. Um, like you, like you, you're talking about uh, Mario Party and that's a game that... Uh, um, is come it has is out now like the new one for switch and um, it, That's so cool that you can like take the switch over to a friend's house set it up on their TV if you bring your dock or even just have it in tabletop mode um, and like have the joy cons pass around play the game and it, It's just cool. Like you really don't I never understood it until I got one for myself and like the transition of like playing on my TV to like playing in portable to like traveling and bringing it with me and like playing it on the go or like bringing it to work and playing it on my lunch break and stuff like it's just like it seriously is the future and it um, is it is it's, it's really cool and then you touched upon that too you said like Fortnite, how how they have a cross play yeah. like when, when's the last game that had that much you know variation on how to play this totally, game like yeah. i know like Fortnite has been like a phenomenon these days so mm-hmm. Just the fact that you could play on so many different consoles on the same server, that's yeah. that's the future right there. That just gets me excited. Yeah. They they definitely have it down. The fact that you can play the game on like a smartphone to like yeah. a PS4, it's like they 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 figured it out and that's why it's so popular. So um, So I mean like as soon as other companies catch on to this, you know, cross platform, uh, as well as the Switch and the possibilities you can do with that, that's just I think that's really exciting for the world of video games. Totally, totally. Um, okay, yeah, and like you kind of touched on, I don't know if you want to add anything more of like what your future of gaming, you were talking about getting a Switch. What I yeah. guess I'll ask like, we were talking uh, yesterday on like what games you're going to be getting, but what, what are the games that you want or looking at for getting for your Switch when you get it? Okay, so I'm planning on getting two games because it's going to be this week. I'm pretty excited. So I've been doing some research and of course, as I spoke about the uh, my favorite video game memory, and I saw this new Mario Party where they finally ditched the the cart mechanic from the previous installments. Um, it's it's they're, they're making it much more you know individual based, just like the previous games on N sixty four, and that's just getting me you know really excited. So I'm gonna get that for sure. 
And uh, the second one is that's a toss up. I was gonna, I was kind of excited to talk about this with you because I know you have a few games, and uh, I'm I'm kind of torn between Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Mario Kart, and then probably like something more like you know Switch or like Arms or One Two Switch or something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it's tough, right? Like, um, yeah. When I got my Switch, I well, like I was saying saying earlier, like I didn't understand how, like the idea of the Switch until I I got it in my hands for myself. Like I had heard what like people talking about like the portability and all that, and that all that's great. But my the the whole like motivation to get the switch is because I just wanted to play Zelda because uh, yeah, of like, course, course. I I've missed out on so many Zelda games because I've been primarily like a, a PlayStation or Xbox gamer. I haven't owned yeah. the Nintendo consoles or I, I have but I didn't play them enough that I, I didn't get the Zelda game. So I'm like because this Zelda game was like next level, I'm like that's what I had to buy. But that being said, like those other games you mentioned like Odyssey um, Mario Kart or even like games like Arms or One Two Switch. Those, those it's tough. So my here's my opinion on it. So you're, okay. you're getting Super okay. Mario Party, which is like a game, a multiplayer game that you're going to be playing with like your girlfriend and like your your family and friends and stuff. So you are yeah. that's like multiplayer focused. Um, you can't like that. That's the, where you're going to be playing that game. Um, so as another game, I. Like, I think games like ARMS or, like, Mario Kart, those are, again, games focused. Like, you can play them single player, but I think they're still kind of, they're at their best when you're playing them with other people. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, so, like, I think if it would be, like, a good idea to get a single player game because you already mm -hmm. have the multiplayer game there and then, like, maybe down the road when you want to get another game, yeah, those are some games you can look at. But I, I genuinely think, yeah, it's down to, like, uh odyssey or zelda so like now you have to ask yourself of like what what kind of game because they're although they're like um single player games and they're quite large in size um they're also very different and so you have to ask yourself of like what what are you looking for in a game like are you looking for something that um like quantity has like a lot to it or are you looking for something mm -hmm. that is more simplistic and level based, um, but still has uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few levels in it, and it's going to be lots of hours of gameplay. Um, so, what one are you leaning more towards? Like, what are you? I, I, right now, I am leaning towards Odyssey just because of the fact I read online that uh, you could play as Cappy if you're two player. Oh yeah, that's true. And yeah. that's something I could see my girlfriend getting into because I guess you could like play as so many different characters because you just can control like enemies yeah. right so i could see her maybe playing like secondary because she she has very limited like video game you know experience sure, yeah. so i feel like if she could you know like partner up with me playing as a as a secondary character she like have less pressure on her to do like well and she could probably have a little bit more fun yeah. so that's where i'm going with that okay. but like you said like breath of the wild is like it's the game of it's like amazing game they might even call it the game of the decade just how cool oh, totally, it is totally yeah yeah i so. i think that's a good point i forgot about that that like and i had even i listened to some other podcasts when odyssey first came out last year and 
um, there was a guy and he had like who was talking on this uh, IGN show and he had like a daughter who was like four years old five years old so like not old enough to necessarily um, be like super good at games but like old enough to like understand games and how to play them and yeah they he said that like it was great having that like multiplayer aspect to Odyssey because it, yeah it's single player in the sense but that extra feature kind of adds to it in in a sense that you can play it with somebody if you like playing games with uh, your significant other or your friends or whatever so yeah I think that's a good point um, I I'm biased towards so like I have both I I'm super yeah. biased towards Zelda just because I'm a Zelda fanboy but like um, Odyssey but is who isn't Luke who yeah, is exactly right? <laughs> Odyssey is like probably one of the best like if not the best um, like it's like the Mario Super Mario 64 of like this generation or whatever like no like there's debate of like what's the best like 3d uh, Mario platformer game like you got sunshine you have the galaxy games but like I think like this is probably I've, I've played them all and this one is like easily one of the best like the levels and just like the attention to detail and stuff like it's a really good game um, so yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, if that's kind of where you're leaning towards, you're not going to go wrong with either of them. Okay. But um, if you just ask me like straight up Zelda, Mario, I would say Zelda just because okay. um, it's so like goddamn good, dude. Like it's like, <laughs> like it's easily the best Zelda game I've ever played. Um, not my favorite Zelda game, but the best for sure. And... Um, there's just like I've probably put like 60 hours into it and there's still so much to do and stuff like um, I it's open world you can my only critique to it is if you like Zelda games and you like like the traditional like going through temples and that kind of stuff it's not necessarily a game for you because like it's it tries something new with some new uh, elements to the, to the game but um, I spend probably like 20 hours playing around in the world before I actually like continued on with the main story missions like that's how easy okay, it that's is so cool to get lost and to like explore like the depths of the map and like um, it's really cool so if you're into that stuff that's really good but if you're yeah, definitely if am. you if you like a little bit of structure and like like things to be uh, pretty lin linear than Mario Odyssey would probably be the the right one to go for that so like uh, I remember like you know picking up like an open world game as a kid and then the goal that I used to always have is just try to get to the edge of the map that was my favorite part yeah. of open world games you're just like how far can, can I, go? I go yeah totally right and then and then you're looking at Breath of the Wild's map and you're like okay I'm probably not gonna reach the end yeah, you know oh, like, totally, right? <laughs> and it's so and vast. like the cool part about the map is like not only um is it like big in in the sense that you can keep going forward or or like go north go west go east you get like the height to it right like um there's like the climbing mechanic in this game where you can like climb mountains yeah. and like you can literally climb any like surface um so like it's really cool of like giving yourself a challenge like as you upgrade like your your climbing skills and stuff would be like you see this big ass mountain you're like I'm going to, like, climb to the top of that mountain and then, like, jump off it with, like, my little paraglider and stuff like that. Like, it's just, like, you can create kind of, like, um, like s s things that, like, you can do on the side that aren't even really, like, a 
a quest or like a mission in the the game it's kind of cool there's so much opportunity to like explore the world and yeah it's it's, it's cool i really like yeah. that because it's almost as if like you get to choose your own play style you know how some games are like oh okay you can either be stealth or you can go straight up at yeah. it or you can do whatever but it seems like this game it's like create your own you know oh you don't want to face this enemy right now yeah climb the mountain just jump off your glider and get around him you know that's also an option yeah, totally, yeah. that's that's really cool yeah all right, I, I, we should probably get get to the the meat and the potatoes the of meat? the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> um, so before we get to that, I'll just go over some housekeeping real quick, and then we'll talk about sports games. So housekeeping, um, mentioned it on previous episodes. Uh, we do a community let's play for the podcast each month. I pick a game and a platform. Um, to play with you guys, and I also sim simultaneously stream it over on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. Um, in August, we did No Man's Sky. Brian was there for that one, and we kind of fooled, <laughs> fooled around in that game. That was awesome. It was cool. Uh, it was really fun. Um, last month, uh, in September, we did Fortnite, and I played with my nephews, and that was really fun. And then uh, this month, I wanted to do a horror online multiplayer game. And then I said that at the top of the month and then I was like, you know, I, I don't know what games fit that genre. Like there's not too many of them. And then um, I like thought, hey, Friday the 13th is a game that is a horror game and it's online multiplayer only. So uh, not only that, it's the free PlayStation Plus game for this month. So if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it's free to download. You just have to go into the store and download it. So that's going to be the game for the community let's play for October. Um, cool. So it's going to be on October 27th, which is a Saturday. So if you're interested in partaking in that, uh, send me a message on, you can either email me at gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com, comment on the podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, or message me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, any of the social media sites, uh, get in contact with me so I can uh, make sure that we coordinate to, to party up for that game. Um, and if you are just wanting, you're not interested in playing or you don't have a PS4, of course, like I mentioned, you can watch it on Twitch. It's going to be pretty fun. It's a, it's a really fun game. For those who aren't familiar, you basically... Um, one, I think there's like 10 players in a match or something like that. And one okay. player is, plays as Jason and the rest are like a bunch of camp counselors. <laughs> and, uh, you basically have to escape the map. So like there's Jason has like, uh, basically his goal is to kill all of the, the camp counselors, of course. Um, but you're, if you're a camp counselor, you have to do things like, um, like you could escape the map by car, but to to get the car, of course, you gotta find like a battery or like gas to like fuel your car. Um, and then the other option of like beating the match is just like surviving for I think it's like fifteen or ten minutes. Um, and if you survive that time length without being killed, then you win. Um, but it's really cool. I I watched some. I've only played a couple matches. Uh, but I watched some gameplay of it, and it's so cool because there's, like, Jason, because he's, like, uh, underwater and stuff. Like, in the water, he can move, like, really fast. And so, like, the if there's, like, you want to escape the map by boat, you 
you can like see Jason like swimming through the water. <laughs> like it's pretty intense. Jeez. Um, it's really cool because like as a camp counselor, if Jason is like getting close to you on the map, like the horror movie starts like picking up like the tempo and getting louder and louder, and you're just like freaking out because you don't know where he is and like. Um, you know how like in old school like horror movies like Halloween or uh, Friday the 13th when like you see like the person like screaming and running away and like you see like the bad guy and he's just like like walking towards but like <laughs> just constantly like is keeping up so they've created like this an explanation for that where like Jason can like teleport to different places so that's why like he can be on one side of the map and then the other side of the map, right? Because, like, you know how in horror movies, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, if you've seen, yeah, yeah like, Halloween or something, and, like, Michael Myers is just walking, like, super slow. But he can somehow keep <laughs> yeah. up with this person that's just, like, sprinting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, it, it, it's a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, if you're interested, reach that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um. And then speaking of Twitch, real quick, uh, I've been live streaming on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. Uh, actually, just this past Friday, I streamed until dawn. plan to stream some more horror games uh, if I can make the time for the rest of the month. Um, and also, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out on October 26th. So I will be live streaming on my Twitch channel that game on release date. So uh, if you're interested in watching that, head on over on... October 26th, and you can watch that and hang out there. So that's housekeeping. Let's get into the show. Um, now that we've been talking for like half an hour, we should get into the, what we actually came here to talk about, and that is sports games. So uh, I'd like to start off with just kind of giving our history and our opinions on sports games. Um, so Brian, tell me, like, what's your... You've you talked about it a bit with when you're explaining your history with games, but... Um, yeah, just run me through what sport games you like, uh, what kind okay. of things you like about sports games, um, that kind of stuff. So I am pretty exclusive NHL player. Sure. Um, that that is my that's my go to series. Um, like that's that's my I got it. I got the very first one, two thousand four, at nine years old. I remember going to my friend's place. He had probably like NHL O two or something like that. And then I went home and I was like, "Mom, there's." hockey on video games <laughs> and she said she's like okay so we went up going to like staples and got staples, like uh yes yeah i got the clamshell case of uh <laughs> for pc nhl 2004 and uh, ever since i got it every year um however i have to admit i omitted 2005 because i thought it was ridiculous to have a video game the year there's a lockout yes good point good so point. I, I like i don't I, know sorry, I, I just I was... want to acknowledge that i like as like a kid that you, I know. you like were boycotting <laughs> that. Like as uh, someone who like watched hockey was a fan of hockey at the same age. I like I'm like what's a lockout? I don't know anything because I'm just a kid. So that's hilarious yeah, to me that you actually understood that and not only that boycotted a video game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like looking back at it, I was a pretty opinionated kid, I guess. Like I'm like this is outrageous. I'm not supporting anything if they're not gonna play. Like, I don't know. And then and then you got in. I actually ended up playing the game at my friend's place. And then you realize it's actually a <laughs> subpar game yeah. because they didn't have, like, licensing and stuff. So it was, like, the worst of all the NHL. So definitely not regretting that. But uh, as far as, like, the other sports games goes, um, I actually did, uh, for, like, this generation of consoles, I actually did get the FIFA game mostly every year. Oh, really? Just because I have so many friends who do play it. And then if... 
if I want to play online with them, you kind of have to like keep up with the the game. Sure. So like if you if if you want to play with somebody who's playing current gen, then you kind of have to have the current gen game. So I kind of did that. Um, I did not get FIFA 19 yet, but I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah. About um, yeah, so about that. So uh, I did get a few Madden games growing up, but definitely not as religiously as NHL. And um, other than that, like those are. Those are like the big four, you know, soccer, hockey, football, gotcha. and then baseball. Baseball, I didn't really get into that yeah. much because I'm just not a big baseball guy. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's more my history with sports. And then for the niche sports, no racing, you know, fighting and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, I don't think I actually ever got any of those. But the racing games, of course, have just been like Mario Kart and those guys. But I don't really count those as full-fledged simulations. Sure, yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my, my history is pretty, like... Obviously, if you listen to the show and don't know me or Brian personally, we live in Canada, and so uh, hockey's kind of a, a bit of a deal up here. And so, like a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of other kids across the country, like um, NHL is probably like one the, like the best sports game or the one sports game that at least a lot of my friends um, play. Whereas, like I think if you went down in the United States or something, you're gonna have like way more people play Madden or like NBA games um, or if you go oh, into yeah. Europe you're obviously almost going to exclusively see people playing like FIFA right so it's kind of interesting that uh, um, based on region that there are uh, I, it's just like basically whatever the sport is of that kind of country or whatever that's kind of what we yeah. will end up playing so yeah I was, the, I was similar I, uh, I mostly played NHL games like you did um, the first NHL game I got, like I remember when we had the Nintendo 64 and um, I talked on the show before about how I actually didn't own a lot of Nintendo 64 games. I uh, only had like three or four and a lot of my games I experienced, I experienced through renting them at the at Blockbuster or whatever. And oh, renting. renting. So good. Totally. Yeah. You're like Friday night, you go, you walk to the video store and like, Oh, yeah. 7-Eleven's right beside it, so you get the Slurpee, and it's it's a good <laughs> it's a good Friday night, right? When you got you're taking me back, yeah, Luke. totally. Um, <laughs> oh, you get one of those you get one of those big bags of pre pop popcorn, oh, yeah. like oh, now you're <laughs> set up for a good Friday yeah, night. Exactly. So, um, I experience I I would rent like some NHL games for uh, Nintendo 64, which probably weren't great. Uh, I'm sure if I went back and played them, like these are not these don't hold up well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I got my first NHL game. I think I talked about this on the show, but I'll just I'll uh, I'll talk about it again because it's it's one of my favorite gaming memories of all time. But I went to EB Games at Parkland Mall in Red Deer, and I wanted to buy an NHL game. And we went in there, and we it was NHL 2002, which I think had oh, who nice. was on the cover of that Mario Lemieux, I think. 2002, I have no I know idea. it was a that's Pittsburgh Penguin, so I'm assuming that's who it was. It's probably Lemieux. Yeah. Um, and I bought a used copy for PlayStation 2, and um, I get home, put it in, and it's like skipping and just like it's because it's used right no. it's like scratch and i'm like yeah. so disappointed right like just i was so hyped up for it and bring it home it doesn't work so i will go home or the next day we go back to eb games my dad's like yeah this game like it doesn't work and stuff can we like i know it's a used game but can we like uh exchange it for maybe a different copy the guy looks at me he turns around to like the lock showcase 
and okay. he pulls out NHL 2003, brand new sealed with my favorite hockey player, Jerome McGinley on the front. Oh, Jerome! <laughs> and he's like, NHL 2003 just came out today. Here you go. And he hands it to me. And that's no it. No way. That's it. Like, a straight-up exchange of a used one-year-old uh, sports game, NHL game, straight-up exchange for a brand-new sealed copy of NHL, not to mention my, like, heroes on the cover. I'm just, like, dying. Like, just, like, I was just, like, shocked. Wow. I remember, like, my mouth hung open of just, like, like, I was speechless. Like, <laughs> like it's too good to be true. Like, what's the yeah, catch? Exactly. You're going to tell like, me to exchange something else? Like, what are you going to tell me Exactly. Here? And I remember my dad just kind of also being pretty shocked. And he's like, uh, like, do we, like, pay the difference or whatever? Like, do I owe some, like, more money? And he's like, yeah. Uh, he's like, no, it's yours. Like, it's yours. He's like, there you go. Like, uh, I'm like, my dad wow. even was just like, what? Like, this is crazy. I'm so- <laughs> like, I bought, I bought him like a $15 used game. And now, uh, I basically paid that for a, a brand new, like $40 PlayStation two game. Wow. So he was pumped about that, that employee was probably like the last two weeks of his, like, <laughs> you know, he's probably quitting that next exactly. Thursday. And he's just, just like, like, you know what? Screw yeah. it. This kid is a, yeah. he looks pretty Let's happy. Make- Here and you it go. clearly like it made an impact. Cause I still remember that story. Like I, I remember I told Megan, my girlfriend, uh, about that story, and she's like, that's, like, like that." I can tell, like, that made, like, an impact on you. Like, that's, like, really cool <laughs> that's story. Like, like, it's influential. Yeah, like, the <laughs> fact that you still hold it, like, that was really cool that that employee to do. I'm like, yeah, like, that, he, he didn't, like, that's how, like, just something so small that it's, like, it's just a game, but, like, that's, as a kid, like, it's so big, right? Um, yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to touch on that story because, like, cool. Okay, that's, that's a really yeah, cool story. Um, I like that. But yeah, I, I grew up the same same way playing NHL games. I know that uh, there was um, some different uh, like EA Sports NHL games. I didn't actually uh, play too many like 2K uh, yeah. NHL games. I there was like these weird there was this weird like Wayne Gretzky game that came out on PlayStation Two. It was like Wayne Gretzky hockey or something, um, and there was no like. Uh, licensing i think for that one so it was like probably a really bad game but yeah i just like hockey games for sure um i i was kind of like saying how like i don't associate sports games on the pc but now that i think about when i was listening to you talk uh i remind me of like i i almost exclusively played the madden games on my pc like i had yeah uh 2003 2004 2005 all on pc so i played a lot of those games um I played football in grade eight and nine. Um, and so as I got older and stopped playing hockey, I like kind of wasn't as, I kind of grew out of hockey and I was more into football. So I, for, there was a good chunk of time there where I was buying Madden games every single year. Um, and then, yeah, even to this day, like I have all the NHLs except for the, the new one. And then um, I, I've, uh, NBA, like uh, now they think about like as I, I'm talking about the different games, I pretty much uh, played. I'm a, a big sports game fan in the sense that I played all the major games. Like uh, I really liked NBA games, like when EA Sports actually did good at them. Um, 
I used to buy like the UFC games, like UFC okay. Undisputed 2009 or something like that. Oh, I think I got that yeah. one too. That was that was game changing. I think UFC was at the biggest point back then. I remember that. That was, that was yeah, big. Yeah, totally right. Like MMA was really like picking up pace. Yeah, and, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I uh, I have a pretty like diverse history, I would say, um, with sports games and stuff. So hopefully, I can add to some of the questions we have later on. But um, for sure. And then when it comes to features in sports games, that I really appreciate. Um, it's, uh, just like, like career modes that where you can like play as like one character and stuff. So like, obviously like be a pro mode and stuff, um, or like being able to like create a character and then like live out my like childhood dream of like being drafted or like playing in the dub and like going, uh, going and being drafted and then making my way into the NHL or, um, even like the UFC game, like creating a character and like working my way up to like the uh, the champion belt and stuff like that. Or uh, yeah, that that's my favorite feature of games is like sports games. Is that's like really the, cool. The, the creation of like creating my own story kind of thing. So yeah, like that that would that for for me that was definitely not one of the biggest selling points because for me like if it's a sports game I mean that's a team based sports game I'm definitely gonna want to play as like everyone sure. I'm kind of like a like a micromanager in that way where I like to have everybody doing certain things so when it came to like NHL and stuff like that I didn't really touch the be a pro modes that much especially like you'll see like. If you ever played like NHL like 12, I think, I think you had to like sit on the bench for the entirety of your shift and you couldn't sim and you had to sit through like a whole hour of a game and that's just undoable, you know, like who's going to do that? And then like you said, UFC, I could, that, that's a totally a sport where that's a really cool feature because you're just yourself, right? So if you could, if you could build yourself up, that's really, really cool. And then you spoke about like basketball and I know that 2K's career mode is like every year they upgrade it so much like i didn't i I never really have that much experience with it but from what i read on reviews and stuff and watch on youtube or whatever they always talk about how like the career mode in 2k games are just like out of this world yeah Yeah, no for sure yeah like i'm pretty sure you can have like a room or like an agent or you can like walk around like your streets and stuff now like yeah it's like it's uh on and off the court kind of thing you can uh i've played i played 16 and 17 and um yeah you basically like you to the point of like picking out like the sneakers you wear for like off court or something like that or like um picking designing like your you have like this kind of like practice space and you can like design it by like choosing like the different like court styles or like changing like the customizing like the the hoops and stuff and um they do it only and like to the point of like there's like cut scenes where there's like uh, scenes where you're talking yeah to your agent or um talking to like another nba player in like the locker room or something like that like it, it's pretty cool that is pretty yeah. cool so um cool uh well let's kind of talk about let's, let's answer the question what's that let's answer that yeah. question um let's uh so yeah let's start off just by saying um giving your impression of like the question is should you buy sports games every year um so what do you think of that i obviously i think would say like obviously the answer i think is no i don't think you should i think the the right attitude is like you said for example you kind of dropped off hockey because you started playing football and you started getting the football games you're you're much more inclined to get the games that you're like part of that community yeah. 
And I think it's really cool if you keep if you keep up with the like the game if you're into it. So so you watch and it like the NFL religiously, and a guy gets traded or I guess I don't know how if the NBA if the NFL actually does trades, but if they like sign to a big team and you want to like play as that guy, you're not you're not going to get that experience playing the old game. Yeah. So you have to kind of get the new one in order to have the experience. Like so I know the for example like Toronto Maple Leafs this year they got like Tavares and they're just like a powerhouse of a team. So if if you want to have that experience, you're kind of like either like forced to get the new game or manually do roster updates, which is really tedious sure, to do. Yeah. And not many people want to do that. So I think like the question comes down to it is like, is the feature that they're in, like, are the features they're introducing worth getting it? Or are you just going to get it for the roster update? And then if it's a roster update for you, is $80 worth that roster update? Yeah, totally. I think that's like the the joke that everyone makes, uh, even fans of sports games every year is like, well, it's a new year, I gotta pay 80 bucks to get that roster update, like, because it's very rare, because the game is released every year, in that year, like, I don't know if they have it, like, they generally don't have enough time or the funds or um, to, like, really change the game and stuff. Obviously, there's uh, odd off years where they'll add new features into it and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, like really, I think it, I think you bring up some good points there. So, like for example, like NHL, uh, that's like series I have the most experience with, and you can for a few years there from like maybe two thousand nine to like twenty like thirteen fourteen. Honestly, the game was pretty much the same. Yeah, like totally. it didn't change much. I remember like so in two thousand seven they came out with the skill stick, but that was only for three hundred and sixty and PS three. Yeah. And in 2007, I, I think I got that game on PC. And that game was basically just like, it was basically NHL 2006 without the cool like uh, right skill stick where you could do like spin moves yeah. or like tap your foot and stuff like yeah. that. So it was, uh, it was definitely like a, a weird experience because it was like transition time. And then that's another point I got to make because like the transition from console to console, like generations, for example, like what was it? It was like, when PS4 came out, they didn't release like the uh, the new the new NHL onto the old consoles, yeah. and they came out with like NHL Legacy Edition, yeah. which was which wasn't really a new game. It was just basically the that that 100 was a roster update. 100. Legacy yeah. Legacy Edition was just the previous gen with new rosters. Totally. So yeah, yeah it's you know yeah I yeah I was gonna like mentioned that like um they uh with that nhl in the they really missed the boat by like <clears throat> i think that's i was like super disappointed because it's like it's a new generation of gaming um you know like i don't think the the graphics or like the mechanics aren't like that big of an update as compared to like the no. jump of like maybe ps2 to like ps3 but i mean exactly um I was still like ex hoping for like okay this is like it's Xbox One's PS4 like I'm excited to see like where NHL is going from here and the fact that they didn't even release it in the first <laughs> year is like well and like what's the the reasoning behind it like it's uh, you know EA Sports released a FIFA game that year an NBA game that year and a Madden game that year it was just like it didn't make sense and then when we actually got the NHL game the the following year I remember of like just waiting a whole year for that game to finally come out and then to see it come out and it's like 
what is this? Like, this is... Yeah, it, it wasn't even that good. No. It was like, I didn't think, they, they didn't even have a soundtrack. You had nope. to listen to the, that menu music yeah, like, for everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like, <laughs> I, and we've talked about it before, like, um, uh, talking about like the soundtracks on like the, the sports games and like the NHL games from back in the day. And that does like, that is really adds oh. to the game. That's so much nostalgia. If I hear like, uh, like, you know the the Canadian band Gob? Yes. Yeah, they like for a couple years there, like in two, between like two thousand two and two thousand five, like they had at least one song on each year. And then if I hear like if I hear them now, it just takes me back. Sure, yeah. Like I'll be like, oh, that's NHL. Yeah. And then the soundtrack is so ingrained in your head that you know, like, oh, you hear that song? Okay, that's from such and such NHL totally. game. You just know. Yeah. No. And then nowadays it's kind of like I guess like I I don't even listen to the music anymore in the games. They're just kind of like it's like Fall Out Boy and like yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. some EDM and you're like what is this? No, totally right. So yeah, no, I uh, my answer like pretty much pretty much lines up with yours. Um, I would say worth every year, no, um, but uh, I also like to, to the, what you kind of were talking about is like, uh, it's as on release date. It's like, basically, I guess it's like what it comes down to is my view on it is, and I've actually been doing this in re recent years, like, uh, NHL 2018. And I'll probably do this with 19 as well. Um, I went from buying it every year on release date to now waiting a bit. So I think... Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I think it's so good, like... Because um, it's not justified of, like, what you're getting. Because we've come to the point of, like, realizing that every year there's not enough new features added that is it, it's not necessarily really worth the investment when it comes out. Um, you know, that $80 price tag. But... Uh, Wait, sports games get get the drop so quick, right? In price that like, uh, you if you wait long enough, you'll you'll probably be paying like fifty percent of what it cost at at release date. Um, so I think like you maybe you can buy them every year, but I wouldn't like I don't think it's it's worth buying them every year on release date just because. Um, yeah, that, that lack of features, um, I don't think it's justified to the price point. I think it's worth picking up every year for those roster updates or whatever, just not at $80, you know what I mean? And then the other point I was going to make is like, uh, until, you know, there's 2K, there's uh, Sony Interactive, there's EA Sports, there's a little bit, uh, some other like developers that make sports games but now in 2018 it's almost as if uh, each sport has its go-to company mm -hmm. as before there's a little bit more competition and then you could support whichever company had better features so it kind of like pushed each developer to do a little bit better each year and that was a big point in like 2006 because they had a in 2005 they had a 2k5 for nhl yeah. and that that game was just like it kind of scared ea a little bit sure. and then they released that cool like skill stick feature and then in 07, they came out with the like the actual like one to one right stick to right stick to stick motion, and then you could do any dangle you wanted. And then 2K just dropped off the map, and then they stopped making NHL games. Yeah. So now you're kind of forced to support EA Sports, whether they add features or not, just because you want to play the latest game. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of like unfair to the consumer. Totally. I. And then 
you know, I was, like just one more thing is like baseball. Uh, they they still have a little bit more competition, but I mean, Sony Interactive now makes like the best game. Like MLB, I think it's the show. And that's, yep. that's kind of like decidedly the best game. So if you want to play the most recent MLB game, you kind of have to own a PS4. Yes. So like, uh, yeah, and, and that's then, a good point. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, just, I it's think, just unfortunate. Yeah. That, that, um, I think you, you, you got it exactly right by like saying that it's, it's unfair to the consumer of like, uh, you know, like NHL EA is the only, you know, company that it, it creates those, those hockey games each year. Um, yeah. we have no choice if we're hockey fans and we like hockey games, we want to play hockey games. Like we, we got to buy their game and stuff. Whereas like, um, other sports games, like, you know, even NBA or like soccer games, um, you have options there, right? You have, if you, uh, you have FIFA, you have pro evolution soccer or like yeah. with NBA, there's some competition of like, well, I should say that 2K obviously yeah, 2K is running away with own, it. owns the NBA live series, but I mean like at least there's that option there so that, um, you know, you have some opportunities to play different games and stuff. And it also, I think it helps the developers because there's competition out there to constantly like, um, advance their game and explore yeah. new, new modes and stuff like that so that they, they can't just release a roster update. Cause if they do, and their competitor is releasing uh, a new game each year with brand new modes and like new features each year you know obviously um you know the the consumers are gonna it's like be, you know uh attracted to to that, that game as opposed to to theirs so it's i think it, it's healthy in, in that sense and um yeah like i mean when you talked about mlb and like I've, I've never played that. I've watched that. And, like, they're, like, a really good baseball game. I'm not a big baseball fan either, so I don't actually. Yeah, me neither. I don't follow baseball. I don't know a lot about it. But, like, it, it is a really good game. But, yeah, they have no competition, right? Like, No. Um, the only competition they have is this game called RBI, RBI Baseball, yeah. which I, I just found out about it today because I just looked into it. And I guess yeah. the, the, the series is actually, like, really old. It dates since the 80s. Yeah. And then, and then they came back just recently, uh, 2000, let me see here. They came back in uh, 2014. Yeah, that sounds, sounds and, right. And then, and then I was reading the reviews, and then it's just like, Forbes gave this game, like, a bad review. That's all it says, <laughs> just bad. Just bad. So, I mean, like, so if you want to have the competition be bad, then, I mean, that's that's still not good. Yeah. So, you kind of want, I kind of would like to see some competition in the games of, in the world of sports games, because yeah. you could always just have some more and more stuff. But then the other thing I want to bring up is like once you reach that pinnacle, because I mean like it's simulation, right? Yeah. We're we're simulating something that's real. So once we've reached that point where simulation is is like one to one, where does innovation come? Does it come in game modes? Is that where you go? Mm -hmm. And then does that get criticized for just not being enough? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's where I kind of see it. Totally, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Um... How I, uh, I something that popped into my head that I don't know if you are familiar with, but like something I miss is like I really like sports games. I I like because they're realistic simulations. Um, but I, did you ever like dabble in like the the arcadey type sports yeah, games? Yeah, like I'm really Jam. happy you're talking about yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was going to talk about one of my all-time favorite series. It's just like really, really fun. And then if anybody 
would want to just have a good time playing sports games. Honestly, I might be nostalgia coming through here, but the backyard sports series. Oh, yeah. Have you ever played those? I, I, Where I could... believe I've played, because, yeah, there's like a baseball one or something that yeah. I think I've played, but... I, I know of them. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah, so you could, like, dr- I remember, like, you could draft, like, these kids to your team. And then, like, it was just really rudimentary. You could just do, like, it was, like, A to pass, B to shoot. Yeah. But, like, you know, whatever. It's still fun. So you could, like, draft these kids. And then I remember, like, there's, like, this goalie named Kenny Kawaguchi in a wheelchair. Yeah. And that that guy was outstanding. Oh like you, you, you got Kenny, you got Kenny and Net. Yeah. You, then you could go, you could go get like Joe Sackick because they had the stars in that. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. that that was too much fun. And then I played a little bit of like backyard baseball. Yeah. That was a that was a really like a really good time as well. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes down to fun, maybe realistic like realistic uh, you know simulation isn't what you necessarily need. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, a a lot of fun. Back in the day with NHL 3 on 3 Arcade that oh, came out in 2009. Yes, I totally forgot about that. That is so good. Yeah. You had like the big heads and stuff. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an outstanding video game. Oh. Like, the oh man, like I, I can't even, I can't say anything wrong about it. Like it was just perfect. Yeah. And then they and then they stopped doing it. And then now now they kind of came back with it in 2019. And it's it's nowhere near what 3 on 3 Arcade was. Sure, yeah, like the the threes and and it's still arcadey, but yeah, it's not yeah. Like silly like 3 on 3 Arcade was back then. Oh the my day, goodness. Right? Yeah, you could have like like I remember you could get like power-ups, like you could go like three times the size yeah. or you could go you could go smaller if you got the wrong like color. There's like bananas on the field where you could like slip and fall. Yeah. That was that was a hell of a lot oh, of fun. Man, that is so good. Yeah, I I miss those. Uh, I feel like like they're 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 out there. Like uh, you have like the NBA playgrounds or whatever, which is kind of like NBA Jam. That uh, or yeah, Luke it. NBA Jam. That oh, totally, that's like right? all that's like that's like all time, dude. Like I've played I played it on the Genesis a couple weeks ago at my friend's place, and and, and we still had a loads of fun. Yeah. And that's like a what like a twenty five year old game. Yeah, like wow, totally right. You know, it's it still holds up today, yeah. and it's like the same amount of fun that's that's how you know it's a good video game. yes yes and i i miss those types of games uh, yeah like that there there are some like i won't say that there are none like there's this there's this series called i think it's called super mega baseball and okay it is on i got it as like a games with gold or whatever so i downloaded it and i played it and uh it's hilarious because you can like um hit the ball like if you're batting and you can like smoke guys like with the ball and they just get like knocked (laughs) out and like hit and like it's just like silly nonsense but that's what makes it like entertaining and fun so like uh, yeah i wish there was um i like what was the football games that were oh a blitz yeah blitz exactly yeah so like those those types of games like there there was a time and place where there there was quite a few uh, of those around but it just seems like they're yeah kind of and they're gone yeah totally i remember uh or uh, did you ever play like the street series like oh, N- yes, N- totally, nba yeah. street nfl street yeah. nfl street that that game was like amazing yes. and then they came out i can't remember the name i'm sorry but there's like this game that came out a few years later on like like 360 and it was supposed to be like a throwback to the the old like N- nfl like street games yeah. And it was nowhere near the same. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like in NFL Street, you could like run on the wall and then do a sick like jump <laughs> yeah, grab. Yeah. And 
and like that's that's where I'm at with like video games. I'm just like, okay, simulation is great and all. Like, okay, we reached a certain point. The question was, should we buy the game every year? Maybe not. Mm. But maybe if you added a feature like that, where you can get, kind of get like two games in one, yeah. then maybe, hey, like I'm going to get this roster update, but I'm also going to get this really, really fun, like, you know, super loose, not so serious game that's going to take me like a few hours of fun, you know? Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool if they added that. No, totally, totally. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, I think like, like who knows like in 10 years where sports games will be and maybe we'll be looking back and like being like not as as harsh on but like it's easy for us to be in a position of like uh looking back at games and be like that's how they should be um but like yeah we we can't deny the fact that like currently today like it, it's in a state of like a, of I, I don't know like it, it sucks for for sports games fans in a way that um I still enjoy like playing NHL every year or playing the Madden games and stuff, but it's like um, I, I they're not innovating them enough for me to I, I I slowly lose interest in them every year, which really kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And then um, like for example, I'm a big like manager type of guy, yeah. and I know uh, some of my friends are like really into that too for soccer. Yeah. And the options they have there for football manager is out like outstanding. Sure. Like you, you could simulate like at least like 50 years of seasons and still have like entertaining video game fun. And, you know, that's something that we're kind of like lacking. For example, like in NHL, like you can do 25 seasons max and it's not even like that much different year to year, you yeah. know? So for me, I'm kind of disappointed when they don't do that. Yeah, no, totally. I totally agree with that. Um, I do like something that I guess I don't want to focus too. <laughs> I think we were talking earlier. Was like we'll try not to focus too much on the negative aspect of it, but like yeah. um, something that is positive that I like that I like that I'm seeing in sports games and I've talked about already on the show. It's just like the story modes and like. Um, like that's cool like I don't know how familiar you are with like the recent ones that, like with FIFA or like because um, uh, the FIFA they have this it's called the journey or something like that okay and you basically play as this guy he's like a, a young kid who it just makes his way into the Premier League and uh, Madden's introduced it with uh, the long shot or whatever with some kid who basically flunked in uh choked up in a big game in in the ncaa and he's trying to make a comeback to make it into the the nfl and like just his story like uh, his storyline and like the relationships he has with different people oh that's cool it's cool so i'm i'm liking that they're experimenting with that kind of concept because that's something's like i'm surprised that it's just now that it's catching on because it's like they're like they're like adding a narrative to a sports game sure. which is not the easiest thing to no, do of course but like um it, it's cool because that's something that like is part like think of like every professional athlete they all have their own kind of story yep. and um of how they got into sports or how they made it into like the professional league or whatever and yeah it's cool so i would really like to see nhl get into that um like there'd be a pro is okay yeah but it's definitely it's nowhere near 2k no not at all like 
Um, I just, yeah, I'd like to see, like, I, I was saying, like, I like to, like, simulate as if I, I'm, like, living out, like, a, my dream of, like, creating my character and, like, do it, but it would be cool to see them do some sort of, like, because, like, they could e easily do it of, like, have some guy, like, um, and he plays in, like, the O or, like, yeah. Q or, um... Well, they kind of do have that a little bit, but you only play, like, a season or the Memorial Cup. Sure, yeah. But it'd be cool, like, to, like, the level of, like, cutscenes of, like... Yeah. You know, um, or, like, interviewing uh, with teams, like, or, like, doing, like, um, the like the moments up to the draft and then getting drafted and preparing for training camp and then experiencing like uh being sent back down to the minors or whatever for like a brief stint and then uh like coming back yeah. next year and like trying to make it or like it like there's it's just like cool things they could do of like creating you know conflict in the plot and like um it'd be cool i i i i think that we will continue to see those kinds of things because i think People are pretty receptive of the story mode, so I think other sports games are going to be uh, experimenting with that in the future. So, well, like NHL, they kind of do that, but it'd be really cool if they like, like you said, if they added it like cutscenes. Yeah. Right now, all you, all you get is like this little pop up message, and it's like, oh, you've been dropped down to the A. Sure. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's like, it's it's not the same like thematic narrative that you could probably get out of like an $80 video game, yeah. you know, yeah, like exactly, yeah. you're still dropping like significant money on this and playing it with like just surface stuff when you know your your own studio is capable of doing much more. You're like, oh, how come you're doing this in this series, but you lack that in the other series? Like, I just wish they could like be a little bit more like universal in that kind of sense. Yeah, no, for sure. Cool. Well, I think we've, I've got one more question and then i want to talk about your impressions with nhl 19 okay um so what would your having we've talked about all the things we like dislike in sports games um what would like your dream sports game look like and you can like be specific of like your dream nhl game or you can just okay. say uh your dream sports game like in general like across the board like what would it look like a dream sports game like like you said i think it'd be really like cool to have that narrative i remember like the way they came out with nhl slap shot um with that really funny like stick yeah. peripheral yeah, yeah. but they in that game you could actually start off in like like peewee yeah, that's you start right. off like really really little yeah. and then you made it your way up to the nhl but if they had that kind of feature in like current gen that'd be really cool. Like, you could see, like, like 4K or HD graphics with, like, you know, like, peewees. That'd be super funny. And I think I'd have a really good time watching and playing that. Mm -hmm. be really entertaining to see, like, little kids bump, in, bump into each other and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, dream game, I think it'd be... Honestly, it'd be more uh, fun rather than realistic, in a sense. Like, I, I have way more fun playing a game where it, like... Okay, you want to make a pass a certain spot? The pass goes there every time. Sure. Uh, you you think you can do a certain thing? You could do it. Now you're kind of limited. Of course, it's a video game. You're limited to what the game allows you to do. But I think it'd be really cool if, say, you uh, you have this idea of how to do a cool dunk in like basketball. It'd be really cool if you're able to do that dunk that you had in your head in virtual setting rather than like 
playing around with what the game offers you. So maybe does that go into the realm of VR? Mm -hmm. Does that does that go into motion controls with the Switch? Sure, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be really cool if you could really like up the ante in terms of simulation. Like, make it much more like you are in the game. Mm -hmm. Like eSports, it's in the game. Well, make it in the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty badass. And then they did that with um, the skill stick with uh, NHL 07 and then all the way up to now. You know how you could like, oh, hey, I want to go backhand, backhand. And you can do it. That's freaking cool. Yeah, giving the, the user an actual So experience. could you imagine like back in the day, like when they had the Kinect camera, you could just go in your garage and grab like a stick yeah. and, then, and then do some crazy thing. Yeah. You know, I think that's like a missed opportunity with the technology they had back then. Sure, and yeah. then we still have that technology, but they're not going to implement it because... Like cameras are kind of like a thing of the past. Sure. Apparently. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's a good point. Um, so I think that would be my 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 preferred and uh, like like all all time favorite dream sports yeah. game. A hundred percent simulation. Come up with your own stuff. Of course, like people just be like, okay, then why don't you just go to the ODR and do it? <laughs> well, not everyone has the skills of an NHL player. Yes. So exactly. It'd be cool to equip people with those skills. Yes. Totally. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, yeah, you mentioned a lot of things that um, you like the simulation. Um, I'm a big fan of that too. But like something that I like, I in all games, not just sports games, I love the freedom of like choice and like um, customization and like creating my own way of playing the game and so like sports games have done that through creating your own character or creating teams or you know playing as a pro and you know kind of paving your own path of where you want to go and stuff so i think my dream sports game is like really flushing out those kinds of things um okay. i for one like and i know that people a lot probably a smaller percentage of people care about these kinds of features but i really like like create a team mode or like Oh, I love that. Yeah, right? Like, just, like, being able to start from the ground up and create your own team and whether it's, like, an expansion draft or whatever and, like, add to the league or, like, kick out Arizona and... Like, <laughs> Finally bring them to Quebec City yeah, or, or like so, yeah, exactly Portland like or something. Um, or... Uh, well, you can do that, which is pretty cool. Yes, it, you can do that now. But uh, so I'd like to see that. Like my dream is to have that, but like just excessive details, like to the point where like okay. I don't have to pick the 20 generic logos they have. Like I could upload an image. Oh, on, that's, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, like I could design my own or like Megan, who's like... Uh, an artist to get her to design some sort of logo I want uploaded onto like EA's website and or like transferred into my game. Um, That's a really cool right? idea. Or something like that. Or like um, I, it would have that level of detail um, in the game, especially with the creative team. I would really like my dream sports game of like customizing um, like the somehow like custom i don't know how you would do it but customizing the like the broadcast of the game so like the commentary that's something that i forgot to mention just like oh yeah oh my gosh do i ever hate like like <laughs> doc and uh oh my god and Eddie, the, like, when, when like, they talk about eating hot dogs in this press box <laughs> like what do you say gosh, like it was fine but i'm like these are literally like 
<laughs> just straight like drop and drag audio files from one game to the next. Like they yep. they they yep. don't they say the same thing over and over again, and it's like, um, I also like I just maybe I'm biased of like some of the I think when I was live streaming NHL 2003, the commentaries on that you had uh, guys that like I actually like listening to when i'm watching like sports net and stuff like i i just i would like more options of like so it doesn't become stale and repetitive um or making it the broadcast of the game um like at, at <laughs> jim houston and don taylor that's who they were yeah 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 like so that that would be sweet um i like i don't know how you would do that but like yeah just giving me like the options of like creating the game how i wanted it to play and i will yeah. admit that yes they they do do that they do have modes for for people like that um you know you have the ea sports hockey league or whatever with um online mode of creating a team and like playing with friends and stuff and that's cool i just i like i want just more detail of that i want them to focus on that and they they are improving if you compare like nhl 19 to like 15 on this generation yeah the customization options like there was no created team on nhl 15 or like when you, you are right you couldn't, you couldn't that was ridiculous the create a player it was like here's six hairstyles that basically look the same <laughs> or like you would click like you choose like your player's face and it'd be like there'd be like 20 options but they're all the same you got like yeah, one of each from, like the generic Russian face, yeah. that one Canadian guy, and maybe like an Asian variation. Yeah, you know exactly. So it's like, um, I I just I like that. So like when they when games put like the, I I mentioned on the top of the show of like there was this Wayne Gretzky NHL game that they that I I can't remember exactly but exactly what it it was called or what the mode looked like. But there was this created team mode that it was like you could customize everything like i'm saying like you could choose where um and you, you mind like i said you can kind of do this now with creatine but like at the time it's like you can choose what the color of your gloves are to like the little details of like the the branding yeah. and like the stitching and stuff like that or like um you had way more options of uh logos and jerseys and i just like to see that so like my dream sports game is giving me the control of like customizing the game, how I want to have it played. Um, if I want the game to be arcadey, I can do that. I can change some settings. I can make it so that when I go to body check a guy, he flies through the glass and like. If you wanted to do that, sure, yeah, yeah like give me the choice. Um, they kind of have that now a little bit, yeah. but not to the extent that you mean. Like you could put like full simulation, or you could put full yes. arcade, and then yes. full arcade is like oh, it, like. Honestly, the difference is not that, like, big as much as you would like. Sure, yeah. Like, I'd like to go in and, like, really adjust settings to, like, however I yeah, want. Yeah, they have, like, the sliders and all that. But, yeah, it'd be cool if they had, like, the preset settings where it was just like, hey, go into this mode. Like, no, FIFA 19, they released that mode where it was uh, no rules mode. That's freaking yeah, cool. Yeah, right? Like, that's awesome. That's super and then, um, you, have, you know how you said you like a game where you could go, like, from, like, league to league or, like, you know, like, upgrade? Yeah. Imagine doing that with like FIFA. You start with like you know like you like uh, English league like all the way down where you're like playing men's league and then you win. You get like you succeed to the next league. Like kind of like like you, are you familiar with like AFC Wimbledon? Uh, not really actually. No. Okay, so they're like a soccer team. They're like they they like they're a pretty big storied franchise. Like I know like the author John Green like sponsors them, but that's how I kind of knew about oh, them. Okay. But they they uh 
they you know they they're really big in like the 80s and then like they were moved to like a different stadium and then their fans didn't like follow them so the fans like paid for like this like men's league team to start off the bottom and then now they're like tier three. Oh really you know just by just by beating every sure. league yeah so could you imagine doing that like you could create awesome. like a team and then like you sign players or like you trade for guys and then like all of a sudden you're like playing premier league yeah. that'd be pretty <laughs> that cool would be very cool that's like I, that's a cool thing yeah that i never thought of that would be really sweet if they added something like that yeah yeah that's cool yeah i think uh it's it's cool it's it's fun and hopefully one day like they'll we'll, we'll get these kinds of things i think they they're headed in the kind of the right direction like if we compare what sports games look like in like 1995 to now like there it's it's we we are lucky with how much we have oh yeah but for um, sure we're we're almost like babies for complaining sure. for what we have. yeah no that's it's a good point but like i think some of the the complaints we have are fair um yeah so yeah it's uh it's cool let's let's move on to talking about uh your impressions with nhl 19 okay you got it day release let's hear day one Tell baby me about it. what's what do you like about what do you not like about it um, have you noticed some like new features that they've added? Yeah, Go for, for sure. So they revamped the full skating system. So like, if you look at NHL uh, 18 compared to 19, the guys actually do look different. They actually do look like they're skating a little bit more fluidly. Okay. And I like, I have no knocks on that. The skating system is actually pretty good. And uh, like, say you're playing as Connor McDavid, you you feel like you're Connor McDavid. The guy's flying down the ice fast. He actually looks like him with a skating pattern. Uh, it's pretty cool in that sense. Cool. So visually, visually the game is actually, like, it's actually better, nice. but, um, $80 better. I don't know, but it's better. <laughs> um, and then other than that, like they added a bunch of features, like we talked about, like they had the, 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 like the outdoor feature now, but did they do enough? No, definitely not. Like you go into this thing, you, cl you click this, like whatever it's called, like I can't remember what it's called. It's like the new NHL feature. You click on this menu and you're basically just shown like three options. You're like, you got three on three, you got ones. And then you got like this one feature where you start off as like a one guy, then you like get picked up and then you move around with a team and stuff. So that's some people like that. I know like I was watching some guys like stream that and they like it. I didn't touch it too much because that's not really my style of NHL. Sure. But yeah. I think I think I think you would probably have a little bit more fun with that feature than I would because you can actually mm -hmm. choose like your jackets. You can choose your jacket. Yeah, you can choose yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. you can choose a bunch of stuff. So that's really cool. Um, personally, I'm not really into it that much, but it's it's cool. It's there. People have fun with it. Um, but I don't think they did enough with it. I think they could have done like actual like hey you want to play with your friends outside you can because you can't know you can't you have to like play online you there's no more outdoor winter classic like they had back in the day um it's it's just like it's just not enough yeah and then and then when i the feature i like a lot is gm mode i play gm mode like religiously every year mm -hmm. i can like i have it down to a science where it's like a season <laughs> takes an hour you know yeah so I, I simulate everything. I don't play any games when I do GM modes. I know some people like to do that, but for me, like it boosts your stats in like weird ways and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So I just sim everything. But the biggest knock I have on it, they've been doing this for the past three years where say you go onto like mass, cause I sim like years at a time. Yeah. So I'll go on the calendar and I'll go like, you know, trade deadline and then I'll just sim it. 
all I'm seeing on screen is my team's record and the other team's record. And it maybe lasts for like a second. Oh, really? Uh, during that simulation, I don't see stats. I don't see how my guys are doing. Um, the only one, like once in a while, I'll get like a notification where like the guy will be like, oh, uh, I'm disappointed with my ice time. You're like, okay, well, that's the only time I've heard about it. Is there a way I can know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes the game will be like, oh, your team has like low chemistry. And then you're looking at your guys you're like, okay, well, I have a first line center playing left wing, first line center playing center, you know, first line right wing. Yeah. Then all my guys are playing where they're supposed to be, yet I'm still getting like losses or I'm getting like, it just seems random. That's what all I'm trying to get okay, at. Yeah. It just seems like there's no feedback in what you're supposed to be doing. So there's a lot of mechanics that they have implemented in the game that are probably really cool and interesting. But are they telling me enough about them? No, not at all. Yeah. And that's the that's the biggest knock I have. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I... And then... I was just going to add... Yeah, go for I it. I was just going to add, because you're talking, talking about GM mode. I, I'm not like... I, I've played it in years past. Probably not to the level that you play it. But that is something that I notice of like not being able to figure out of like... Yeah, when you talk about like uh, team chemistry or like when some the player morale or whatever is down and it's like yeah. you there's no real explanation of why things no nothing turn, turn to what the way they are or like if all of a sudden it just is better all of a sudden it's like well i didn't really do anything is like it yeah, yeah no, no for sure there so no like one season i had like I was, I was curious i didn't change any of my guys from season to season then one year I like went on a losing record and then the other year I went on like a winning record. Did I change anything? Like, no, not really. But I guess, I guess the team changed somehow, you know, it just seems like it's just random. Mm -hmm. And, um, another thing I have to like say about it is, you know, like you said, it'd be really cool to just get like a narrative aspect to it. Like I'd like to know, is my, is my guy good? Like, sure. you know, like, I don't know. Do people know about him? Like, is he like, is he like the Jack Eichel of the league? Yeah. Is he... Is he, like, because there's, like, some, like, little Twitter feed you can look at, but you have to go and actually, like, specifically go and look at yeah. it. It's not, like, while you're simulating, you get, like, feedback from, like, oh, like, you know, TSN Bob McKenzie says that, like, this guy is, like, really sick, but you don't. You don't get any of that. They're just, like, a bunch of generic faces. You have no idea what their reputation is. Yeah. It'd just be really cool to get, like, a little bit more in-depth. Interesting. And, and then the other thing that you, like, you mentioned, it'd be cool to, like, start your own team. So ever since Vegas got expanded, they added, like, the 31 or 32 GM team yes, where you yeah. could, like, you could add, like, a, another team. And then you could also, like, um, relocate. And I really like that. So, like, I, I constantly will take, like, like Carolina because they have, like, a pretty good, like, young team. Yeah. And then I'll move them, like, to, like, Seattle or, like, Houston. Because, yeah. like... My OCD in me is like, oh, these divisions don't line up. I gotta get <laughs> you gotta like, balance them, yeah. yeah, I gotta get like exactly the same amount of teams in each division. So like, I'll do that, and I think that's really cool because you can go all the way into like how the jerseys look, pick from like the twenty or so generic logos they have, and then you can like you can modify the whole arena experience too. I don't touch that too much because like I said, I don't play the games, yeah. but like if you do play the games, it's probably pretty cool to see like, your arena like just the way you like it. Yeah interesting that's cool well i i want i got a couple questions about like the gm um to, so tell me like what is like you've been playing gm mode religiously what like what are some highlights from your your play oh your, from my time yeah, tell us about okay. like what you're playing at the habs yeah like so i know i think okay so i have a habs one and i think i played like as a 
what was the other one? I can't remember, but I had a really good one with Had. So I'm like in 2030 right now wow. or 2032. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I had like, so this, this guy's actually a real guy. He's supposed to get drafted like maybe one or two overall, like not next year, but like the year after okay. that. And his name's like Alexis Lafreniere and he's like really, really good. So I drafted him in the game and then he's like, he turned into like this, like, like 94 overall oh left wing scoring me like 60 goals. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm stoked, you know? So that's, that's like a lot of fun. That's my favorite part of NHL. Like you get some guy, you draft him at 18 and then he turns into like this stud yeah. player. Yeah. That's that's it's almost like leveling up in Pokemon and then getting like an evolution. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so much fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you? So that's probably a highlight. Or have you made any uh, bit like what is your? Big I guess trades? twenty. Yeah, like in the, the ten years or whatever, ten seasons you play. What are some yeah. blockbuster trade deals like that? That's oh. the, the, the stuff. Oh, I, I got I got Austin Matthews because <laughs> I was lacking. I was lacking a first line center, so I was just like. Hey, whatever. I can't remember what I traded for him, but it was it was definitely too much. I think. Oh my gosh, that's what could yeah. What to make? Do, do you? Oh, it's just a bunch of first rounds and probably like a really good prospect. Yeah, it's probably it was probably worth it, but I try my best to be as realistic as possible when I try the trade offers because I I know I'm just kind of like that. Yeah. But uh, once in a while, like I'm not gonna lie, I like to turn trading to easy just because it's the like trades always it's accepted my... or whatever. Well, or, not always accepted. The, It'll be like the easier. Yeah. yeah. More li- likely to, or like, yeah, you, know, you don't have to va- value them as, as highly or whatever. Like, in my mind, it's like, okay, well, uh, if it's my experience, I'm going to make it my experience. Totally, but yeah. other than that, like, sometimes I'll make it, like, you no know, trade difficult, hard, or medium, and then make it a little bit more realistic. Yeah. And then I find myself having a little bit less fun doing that, just because it's a video game. I recognize that it's simulation, and that's, like, it's supposed to be fun. So if I want to get this sick dude on my team, I'm going to go get that sick guy. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I played it I played it both ways before of like um doing exact exactly that of like trying to make it realistic, trying to figure out on like adding to the trade value of like okay, what like uh, clearly if I want this player like I got to I do got to dish up some of my my good stuff too. But I yeah. I've also had fun of like I remember I on one save file I had, I was I had the Winnipeg Jets as my team. And I was like always accept trades and i was like i'm just gonna make this the like craziest team ever so i got on the jets i got carrie price in net um, oh beauty i got nugent hopkins i had um i had uh, are you in edmonton by chance <laughs> yeah i uh i who else did I get? I think I got Jerome McGinley in there because that was, this was like a couple of years ago. Of um, oh, Jerome was sick. I know, right? Him. Yeah, good times. Um, I got him in there. I got uh, P.K. Subban, of course. And I just got like, just like made the team um, so unlikely. And it was fun at first, but then like as you kind of like are playing through, I'm like, man, like, it kind of ruins the experience because you're like, man, this is so silly that it's like, it's not making it fun because like I stacked my team and of course it's like they win like 20 straight games or like I could sim it <laughs> yeah. and they're winning this the Stanley Cup every year or whatever but um it's cool that you can kind of there's in the GM mode you can have that experience of customizing it like how you want to play it and stuff too yeah for sure so I, I have a lot of like positives to say about that um the, the negatives I already spoke about them you know yeah, so yeah. it's it's definitely like for me, for me, I justify buying it every year just because 
at this point, if I stop, I feel like I'm kind of like, you know, ruining my collection. Sure, yeah. Because like I'm sitting right now in, in this like room I'm recording in and, and looking in front of me, I have like all my games, all my NHL games like boxed and like just like lined up yeah, perfectly, yeah. you know, and that's, I got to get it the next year just because I have to. I know, right? Like I, it's like the discussion of like, we're in the digital age of buying games digitally, but like I have, so I own NHL 18 digitally, but I have like 15, 16, 17 physical and I'm like, I just like I already own NHL 18, but I like want to go out and like it's 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 cheap now. It's seeing <laughs> it's the price cheap as hell. But like I like it's like I'm basically buying it twice just so I could have that box like on my shelf, like beside my other NHL games. Like it's yeah, you, for sure. Yeah, you got to keep it if you you're you're creating that trend. That's that's funny. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I guess like yeah. Well, I'm don't want to eat up too much of your day today so we'll we'll continue on that i think we pretty much is there anything uh you want to add any other points that that you didn't get to talk about about like sports games or your opinions on them or anything no i think that we covered a lot i think we're good yeah i think we we covered more than i actually expected i think we went into lots of different uh paths on this question so yeah that's cool um Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll kind of close up the show. We'll finish it off, of course, with the question of the week. So last week's question was, what is a game that you would like to see make a comeback? Um, and of course, we got Big Man Coleman Dean writing in every week. Oh, the legend! Yeah. You got to get him on this show. We do, man. and he lives in Edmonton, and so I, yeah, there's no excuse really to to if I can record a podcast with you and you're across the country uh there's no excuse to not have coleman dean so coleman exactly i know you're listening to this episode we'll have to talk and get you on the show as well so coleman dean writes in uh two responses to your question about game series that have sort of died off and i would like to see a revival of one being the burnout series as the remaster of burnout paradise was slightly uh was a slightly disappointment being only a slight upgrade on graphics it'd be interesting to see a burnout game taking full advantage of the modern day consoles secondly be interesting to see a modern 007 game on current hardware developed with modern controls and mechanics cheers well yeah those are cool responses coleman um yeah for sure i like uh yeah yeah you've mentioned before you're a big burnout uh series i think that you're right i'm not super familiar with the burnout games but from talking to people who are big fans of the Burnout series, um, yeah, we, we well, first of all, we haven't seen a Burnout game for a while, um, but I think, like, people miss the old days of Burnout, right? Of just, like, playing these, like, crazy racing games where it's just it's focusing on, like, crashing and doing jumps and, like, wrecking your cars and stuff. So it'd be really cool to see uh, a game like that because there's not really, we have, like, when you look at, racing games on like current gen there's not a lot of like arcadey games like i would say the most arcadey is like the forza horizon series but even then there's like a a level of simulation to them right but you look at it it's like it's forza motorsport and like gran turismo on playstation like those are like what we have um for sports games there's more silly ones like the crew and things but they're still like kind of realistic so yeah i think it would be cool I, I think you're right in saying that the Burnout remaster was literally just uh, a cash grab. There's nothing really too too different from it. We're only one generation from when it was released. So, um, are you familiar, Brian, with any of the Burnout games? No, no? I never played okay, any Burnouts. So yeah, okay. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I, I didn't want to leave you out if you wanted to 
say anything either. No, no, no. Uh, I was more interested in his second half, yeah. like 007. Because that'd be pretty cool. Go for it. What do you think of that? What yeah, would... no, like Coleman, that's a cre- that's a really cool answer because like 007, ever since the GoldenEye, like where have you been? Come on. Totally. Like I remember I remember I think they remade it for the Wii and I think I even bought it. Yes. And it was it was nothing like the no. N64 experience. Yeah. It's uh um 007 games are actually my like introductory into first person shooters. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Um, like, I think a lot of people, GoldenEye on Nintendo 64 was, like, the first... Because, like, it's a it's a it's it's the grandfather of, like, first-person shooters. Like, you, when people think of, like, old first-person shooters, they think of GoldenEye or, like, Doom or Wolfenstein. Like, those, you know, the ones that, like, created the genre. But, like, I loved GoldenEye so much that when the next generation, PlayStation 2, my shooting games, I like, I got uh, 007 Agent Under Fire. I got... Um, there was ones like they're basically just like licensed games of like old 007 movies and stuff but um yeah i i think it would be cool they 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 stopped doing them eventually i think we there was like a quantum of soulless game last generation but it'd be cool to see a comeback of a new 007 game um and or like just a full straight up remake of goldeneye but that's never gonna happen because uh like the licensing or how they, like to even just do that on the Wii like I'm sure they had to jump through so many hoops of like um you know and that's why the game didn't turn out to be like as the yeah. same right so especially it was the Wii like I know the Wii had a lot of craze and people were really excited about it but it definitely was not like a, a tier one console yeah I mean I think it'd been much better if they released it like on the Switch yeah totally yeah um so do you have any like any yeah, answer to well, this, this question honestly honestly i think i don't have like uh that i think coleman's answers were like really like probably way better than what i'm gonna say but i think it'd be pretty cool in 2018 to have like some like these like you know like superman 64 was like one of the worst <laughs> video games of all time yeah. and then like et you know it's notorious yeah. how cool would it be if they like remade them but good that that's that would be that would be sweet. I never even thought of that. Like a, like a bad game, like a notoriously bad game where it's like so bad we got to put it in like a landfill in like New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's make them good. And then like I think a lot of people would just buy it or even play it just because of the history sure. behind what it yeah. is. That's a good point. I think that'd be a, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I speaking of like Superman um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the group Kind of Funny. They uh, there's like some ex IGNers that uh, left IGN and they created their own like company where they do things like podcasts or do like let's plays and they're like hilarious. They're so funny. They're really like animated guys. I love watching them. But they were at one of these uh, conventions and they actually did a panel on like uh, what like. Um, what a good Superman game could look like. And yeah, they like brought, like, they look at the history of like Superman games and they're like, all of them are really not great. They're all really bad. <laughs> no, they're like, terrible. They they don't have a good history there. Or like you look at, you mentioned like E.T. Like, yeah, taking those bad games and like looking at what, like what made them bad and like look at what makes games good nowadays and just like, you know, making some sort of game. Like, that'd be, yeah, that's a good thing. That's really cool. I never even would have thought of that as an idea so um my series that i would like see this is the point where i'm like oh crap i never 
thought about this before we started recording, so I'm going to ramble for a bit until something pops into my head, but I think okay. uh, something, a game that I would really like to see make a comeback, oh, this is easy, actually, um, a Tony Hawk game, like a, a really oh, good yeah. Tony Hawk game. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we, that didn't even come up because, like, technically, skateboarding's a sport, and that is like a, a huge part. Oh, of you're mine. so right. Yeah. We didn't even talk about oh, skating man. games because Skate Three. Oh my goodness, that was pinnacle. Totally, Ooh. yeah. Missed opportunity. Oh well, but uh, they. We'll need a part two, Luke. Yeah, part, part two. two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that that would be really cool. I obviously was like a huge, huge fan of Tony Hawk games, like the Pro Skater. I liked Underground, Underground Two. And then American Wasteland, and then I started dropping off because they started getting a little like, and then they got oh, the Tony Hawk bad. ride and Shred. And, Did you ever like, get a ride? I didn't, no. I uh, okay. I stopped after I think it was Project 8. That was like the last like. That little plastic peripheral? That was so funny. That's so, it's like a, oh my gosh, talk about like the worst, per like I at the time, it, but like clearly sales numbers shows that people were like, no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it was back in the era where like every video game was like, oh, you need something extra. Sure. Yeah. It's just pointless peripherals that like yeah. didn't actually use. So yeah, I think it'd be cool. The Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five came out on this generation, and mm -hmm. it sucked. Like, oh yeah. I didn't buy it because I was skeptical because the review scores got so bad, and so that was like, a, I'm like, that's gonna be a library game, and I rented it, and. I, I gave it, like, a good shot. I put, like, three three or four hours in it. I'm like, man, like, this is not good. Like, it's just, like, it's totally missed, like, what people liked about the old pro skater games. And um, they're trying to reinvent it in a way that's clearly is not working. So, yeah, it'd be cool to see. i like to see, like, a Tony Hawk. Uh, like, obviously, and, like, Skate, too. Like, Skate is a kind of, like, where's Skate for? That's what fans have been seeing for a while. Um, there's a new game yep. that's supposed to be coming out next year on Xbox. Um, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. It was a, teased at E3, but that looks like kind of like a skate game, but it looks a little janky. So I don't know. Yeah. A new, a new skateboarding game is what I would like to see. So that's a cool answer. I like that. Yeah. Um, so now we will do, uh, this questions of the week. Of course, if you have an answer for this week's question, you can send them into games are fun podcast at gmail.com or comment or whatever way you need to get in touch with me to answer the question and this week's question is what is your favorite video game boss so cool question yeah I, oh, i'm excited to answer that i one. think of uh some different ones from some some games in the past but to get the juices flowing think of like um think of old games like uh that had linear like levels of like bosses like I think of like yeah. Ocarina of Time of like the temple bosses or even think of like Pokemon games and like, you know, you got like Elite Four, like that's that, that those are technically bosses, leaders. right? Like I got a Gen Gen 2 gym leader already in mind. Oh, there you go. We'll, yeah. we'll save it for next week. Yeah, perfect. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to be the show. Uh, I hope, Brian, I didn't keep you too long, but I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, uh, to come on here and talk. Uh, uh, about video games with yeah, me no it's really it's it's a nice break from uh talking to myself <laughs> by to myself uh each <laughs> week uh it's good to have somebody else to add their opinions and uh so yeah i really appreciate it and i hope that we can do this again sometime in the near future oh it's my pleasure luke thanks for having me and uh you know for sure if you whenever you need a guest i'm your guy and uh yeah like i'm really excited and thanks again yeah, you betcha so thanks guys for listening to this week's episode 
we will talk to you guys again next week on GAF. Um, Brian, do you want to plug anything? Do you, are you good? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really have much uh, going on except for, you know, my daily work. But if you guys want to find me on Instagram, I'm Brian underscore the underscore lion 15. Uh, I don't have much on there. But I mean, if you guys want to interact with me, ask me questions about whatever we talked about today, um, I'd be definitely open to do that. So for sure, hit me up if you guys feel like talking about stuff that we talked about. Cool, man. Yeah. And uh, as for games are fun, of course, you can find the podcast on iTunes. Castbox, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Those are the four platforms you can find it on. And of course, head over on you know Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me on there as well. So we'll talk to you guys next week with another episode of Games Are Fun. Talk to you guys later. Bye.